Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new show of the Bench Bros Pick Show, where we discuss everything from the gambling lines on the sports books. We're here to make you money for the upcoming football weeks. This is going to be a fantastic season for all of us gamblers. We're going to make so much money, and we're here to break down everything, answer a few of your questions as you're scratching your heads, looking at that number, being like, is that a trap line? Is that not a trap line? Well, we're here to hopefully give you some insight and knowledge, and you can come away from the sports book with a ton of cash. I'm Wesley Splain. Joining us is nuts and bolts guy, Jordan Vitkowskis. What's up, Jordan? What's up, Wes? Happy to be here and ready to get started with some. We have some good bets for the season for each week here in the NFL, so I'm really excited to go over these today. Well, first of all, it's Thursday, so we have the game later tonight. Mm-hmm. You excited at all? I'm, I'm. It just feels like a weight lifted off my shoulders to finally have this season kick off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know me. Like the NBA is probably like my my number one sport, but football is definitely second. And like, it's just good to have like something besides like baseball and golf because that's kind of what we've had for the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so, so it's it's a nice change of pace. Um, it, waking up today it definitely felt different. I was like, wow, we have you know an NFL game today, which means fancy football starts, and I know like everyone's drafted their team, so. We're excited to see how those do as well. So it, it's exciting. And, you know, you have two teams that can put up a lot of points, hopefully. So it should be a good, fun game. Yeah. And then we're also going to discuss on this podcast if anyone has any good, like, player prop bets, like over under mm-hmm. rushing yards, over under passing yards, over under receiving yards, receptions, you name it. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of even if it's like a huge game, for instance, if it's like a big playoff game, we're going to go into like some of those uh, player props and things of that nature and like MVPs and everything else. But yeah, dude, I mean, like it feels great. I went seven and three in college football already. So I'm off to a hot start. I mean, we'll talk some college football as well towards the end, see what you're kind of doing because like college football is one of those like great gambling sports, but like it goes wild and you can lose your money. But then we got NFL Sundays to bank on. It's a little bit closer and a little bit, I say easier, but a lot of people would disagree with me. Yeah, yeah, college football is college football is just so wild because you have games starting at like eleven AM or noon and then you can you can be up throughout the day or be down throughout the day and then you can always like rebound with that like eleven PM Hawaii game. There's always the, yes, the same absolutely. Hawaii game. Um Boise so versus have, Hawaii. And there's just so many games, right? I mean you don't have, you know, there's only, you know, thirty uh thirty two teams or whatever in the NFL. So in college, you obviously have you know hundreds that are playing, so there's there's so many games that you can bet on, and so many ways to to make or lose money. Yeah, I'm just glad that uh, you can't bet on D2 football because I would just hammer like Bloomsburg as like one of my locks every single week. I'm just like, well, thank goodness, because <laughs> I would be, in well, the- you'd be you'd be losing money last week because they did they struggled to score like more than yeah. ten points. Yeah. <laughs> hey, new program, new face, rebuilding year. We're gonna get ready foundation year laying the bricks that's right that's good coach laying talk. the bricks so let's just get into the general opening of the 2021 season um the chiefs are favored bucks are favored those are the two highly um composed teams right now that vegas is looking at to repeat as super bowl champions and they have the highest win totals i think the chiefs and the bucks are both around 12 wins depending on what number you got it at and mm-hmm. over the season, it has fluctuated because of the injuries and stuff. But Tampa Bay is returning all 22 starters. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So everyone's on that bandwagon. So like 12 wins there. I think the Bills are up there with 11 wins. But just in general, when you're looking at a sports book, are you looking at like 
I know it's like September and so much happens towards February, but are you looking at like championship odds and like possibly taking a flyer on this team, a flyer on that team for like Super Bowl champions? Um, yeah, I mean, you look at it. I mean, it, you're absolutely right. Like the Bucks and the Chiefs are probably the class of the NFL for, for good reason. You know, the Bucks being the defending champs and the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. And so that's always going to keep them in the conversation. Uh, but there's like a couple other teams. The Bills are on the rise. Um, I think the Rams could be a sneaky playoff contender with Stafford now instead of golf and that, that incredible defense. Um, so there's always teams that you're looking at. Um, and it just comes down, like you said, there's so many factors with injuries and, you know, guys getting hot at the right time. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you kind of look at, you look at the schedules too, because for win totals, especially you have to see like what, what their own division is going to look like the divisions that they're going to be playing as well as like their other non-conference games. So it's, it's a mix of everything. It's, it's very tedious work if you want to get it right, but uh, I think we have some really good ones this year that, that people can really make some money on. Well, I think just looking at the Super Bowl odds, it, it just goes to show how much Vegas loves the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. So the Chiefs are a favorite at plus 500, then Tampa Bay is uh, plus 650, and then the next one is the Buffalo Bills at 1,200. So that's a pretty wide gap when you're looking – at the Super Bowl odds. Now, one team that I think just Vegas is way too high on, and I'm not on this, and then maybe you can help me if you think uh, differently, is the San Francisco 49ers right now are 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. That's insanely high for, I get it, they had injuries last year, but you still have the Jimmy G factor. I just don't know with players coming back from injury, the rebounding, if they start slow and they play in the NFC West. I think their win total right now is set at like 10 and a half wins, which is even more high. I'm just not on the San Francisco band. What do you think? Yes. I mean, 10 and a half wins is definitely tough. That that division is going to be competitive all the way down, even to the Cardinals. They'll probably be the, the Cardinals probably be the, the worst team in that division. But when I say worst, like that could still be like seven wins. So I um, disagree, but go ahead. Oh boy. Okay. We'll, we'll hit, we'll hit back to the Cardinals, but um, <laughs> I'm definitely with you for like Super Bowl. I don't, trust san francisco i think vegas is giving them the, the benefit of the doubt like you said with they made it to the super bowl two years ago came within a couple of plays of winning and then had just a really unfortunate run of injuries last year that put them out of it but i i don't trust jimmy g especially with like right brady in the bucks with rogers and the packers and stafford and the rams and a couple other teams i don't trust them like i don't trust jimmy g to, g to go head to head with those guys in a playoff game and come out on top like they they're they the favorites to, to win the game. nfc west right now it's, yeah, I, it's I just a little would, too much. I'd pick the Rams. I, I'm, I'm a big Rams guy this year. So at the NFC West, the odds are uh, San Francisco plus 190, Los Angeles Rams plus 200, Seahawks plus 270, and then the Cardinals plus 600. If you're looking at straight value, I think the Cardinals are it. If you look at the offseason that they had, retooling the defense a bit, that Xavier Collins guy that they got from Tulsa is going to be really good at linebacker for them and possibly help them figure out where they want to put Isaiah Simmons from last year. Oh, um, so you, like, have, you have the Cardinals like possibly winning the division. At 6-1, to one, why not? You know That's a great value play for a really close competitive division because the Rams, if you look at their roster, they're a bit top-heavy. Seattle really didn't do anything but lose some pieces, and I still think the defense is still shaky. And mm-hmm. they got a new OC that wants to run the ball again, so Russ is going to be in a limited fashion. And we just talked about San Francisco, how I'm not sold on them. So the flyer the flyer that I would take is Arizona 6-1 to one to win the division, and also I would take over eight, uh, eight and a half wins for them. 
Because I just think they're just too talented. Like, they got off to that hot start, and then they just got um, killed with injuries. Remember, Kyler didn't even play in the last game for right. them to make the playoffs. So I really like Arizona this year to have, like, that coming out party. Like, everyone was on Arizona to be, like, the new boys on the block last year, and now they've lost that. I think everyone's now on the Chargers, which I think that's an overreaction, too. But I can see Arizona with no one – having the limelight on them, no one picking them to be the darlings, them possibly rising up and having a great year. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. Like Looking at all the other divisions, like, comparatively, like, the teams that are, like, picked to, you know, that have, like, the third or fourth highest odds. Like, you look at, like, the NFC North, like, you're not taking the Lions, obviously, at, like, 2,100 because they're going to stink and they have no shots. But, like, you're right, with the Cardinals being 6-1 to one in what is going to be probably the toughest division in football, top to bottom. Um, it's definitely worth a shot. And, I mean, you're right. Kyler Murray had a really great start last year. They had some injuries. So, hopefully, he and, and the rest of the team are healthy. Um, it's just going to be tough like that. I think that division, you could probably – you could really make the case for, like, any of those teams to win it um, and come out on top of that division going into the playoffs. And, you know, I, you could by the end of the year, any one of them could. So, it's it's going to be a, a, a really, really tough sledding for sure. But they're definitely going to put up points. I mean, Kyler Murray is dynamic and – you know, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the you know, three to four best receivers in the game. Um, and then, you know, they have Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt. Yeah, they, did. Baker. Right. They, they, they brought over J.J. That's going to be weird to see him in a Cardinals uniform after, you know, he's, you know, had his flag planted in Houston for so long and all the things he did. He's going to look so in sick in those black jerseys, though. I mean, oh, like yeah. that Sunday night game when they're whenever they get on, they're gonna rock those black jerseys so hard. It shouldn't be that nice yeah, ninety nine on it. Those are nice. Yeah, they're real solid. So it's gonna be. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But I mean, looking at all the other divisions and stuff, that's the most. If there was one, it's the most possible. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. So let's get into some of these win totals. Um, you can go across the board on a lot of them. You can go with a team like the Houston Texans, maybe have a thrill ride and bet the over on that one. A little bit of college football. I just want to say this too. I took Kansas over one and a half wins this year. They got their first win on sat on a Friday night or Saturday or whatever night mm -hmm. it was against South Dakota, and they all rushed the field. And I'm so happy because I just need want them to steal one more win. Just one more. And like that's going to be so thrilling to watch throughout the rest of the season. They play Duke, who's also garbage, who will last to Charlotte. So I was going to say Duke will be their game because I see they have Coastal Carolina, Baylor, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma. A lot of a lot of good, obviously. Duke is the teams. game. Yeah, Duke. Duke's definitely the game. If it's not Duke, I don't know what else it would be. Yeah, um, unless somebody has just a really off week. But yeah, that'll be thrilling for it. <laughs> You'll have to keep their games on watch every week. But that just goes to show how thrilling win total bets can actually be. So when you're looking at the NFL, and I don't know if you took any college uh, win totals too, you can mention them as well. But when you look at the NFL's sake, there's a lot of teams that kind of have been slept on when it comes to the win total bets. And some teams that have been overvalued, just like what we've been talking about. What are some win totals you're looking at? Um, so I have a bunch. Yeah, me, me too. The two that I really love, and this is going to be a theme throughout the rest of these bets. Is I'm I'm big on the Bills this year. I'm big on their players. So the Bills yes. oh, Bills over eleven wins is minus one twenty. Uh, I think yes. that they won what twelve or thirteen games last year. Um, I think know, it was twelve. Yeah, and I mean again, you have a seventeen game season, so you get an extra game. 
you have a team that is that came within you know two quarters of making this Super Bowl. They're hungry, and I think they really want to get the one seed so that way they make Kansas City or whoever come to them in the middle of December instead of them having to travel. So I really mm-hmm. think they're going to go all out. They're like I mean, obviously everybody plays hard every week, but they're really going to play hard and try to execute. And they actually, yeah, they had 13 wins last year. So I mean, you're 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 saying that Vegas is thinking that they're going to take a step back and have two less wins with one more game. I don't see it. If you want even better odds, and I, I would do this instead, there's like a, uh, it's called like a regular season win bands on FanDuel where you pick like a range mm. of wins. The Bills, if you go there, they're 12, Bills 12 to 17 wins is their range. It's plus 100. So basically you're saying it's the same bet. It's as, even money. Yeah, it's, it's even money and it's the same, like over, it's basically Bills over 11 wins. It's, it's the same format, just in a band form and you get, you know, slightly better odds. So I love that. And the only thing that like, if Josh Allen gets hurt, obviously it's going to put them in a bind. But I mean, I don't think he's going to get hurt. I think he, you know, picks his uh, spots to run in smart ways and, and you know, they're going to do a good job of protecting him. So I think those those two are great plays. Um, and then on the NFC side, the Bucks over 11 and a half wins. It's a little high. It's minus 150. So Vegas is kind of expecting this. A little juice. Yeah, but I mean, again, the Bucks have one of the easiest schedules in the league. Uh, last year, they won 11 games with Brady and those guys struggling for six weeks to get to know each other. And now you have all 22 starters back on you know, so both sides of the ball. Favorable schedule, pretty favorable division. And, you know, a full year, full offseason with Brady and those guys getting to know each other, getting that chemistry down again. So I think that because of that, I, th- I think they're going to win. I would say minimum. Like if they win twelve games, I'd actually be disappointed. I think they're going to be more in the thirteen to fourteen range. So, I agree with you with the Bills. By the way, they returned twenty of their twenty-two starters, plus adding a couple more pieces from the draft and adding Emmanuel Sanders as like their replacement for Josh Brown. Mm-hmm. I really like that. They have an easy schedule too. They're in the bottom of the league when it comes to the schedule rankings. When it comes to the toughest. So I really love that one. And by the way, Josh Allen's my MVP bet at fourteen to one. I got it at fourteen to one. What'd you get it at? Uh, th- I, I have it at thirteen to one, but I mean, I, that's yeah, that, it I'm fluctuates, right? That. Yeah, and I mean, but like getting it anywhere above a thousand is so good because probably by yeah. week six, six, by the time it's like halfway through the year, it's going to be like plus four hundred, and it's not going to look as as juicy to get on. So even if you just throw like you know twenty five bucks on it now or whatever you're. You know, everyone's got different units. So whatever you throw on the MVP normally, definitely sprinkle it on Allen because he's going to have another great year. And like I said, I think that they're really motivated to go out and get that one suit so that way they don't have to – because Kansas City is obviously such a tough place to play. Um, So I think they want to play in front of their home crowd in their home stadium with their weather elements in December and January as opposed to to traveling. Yeah, and tables flying everywhere. And they also (laughs) – a big big point too is they didn't lose any of their coaches. All their coaches are back. So the yep. OC is back. Their DC is back, and Frazier. Um, who's their offensive coordinator? I'm blanking on this freaking. Uh, ah, man, is it Bielema? No, their coordinator ah. is Brian Dable. Brian Dable. Dable. Brian Dable. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not good so, with all the names. <laughs> he's returning back. Not like that. So you have two really high win odds. Uh, win totals. I like to go towards like the middle to like teams who are being a little bit undervalued. Mm-hmm. And you can disagree with me on this, but this is one team I'm really high on this year, and I love the number. Washington over eight and a half wins. I mm-hmm. really, 
really think Ryan Fitzpatrick is an improvement over Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, and Taylor Heineke. I really do. And this is the best team that he's going to be assembled around uh, in his entire NFL career. I mean, you look at Terry McLaurin, uh, Antonio Gibson. They got a really good offensive line. They brought in Curtis Samuel. They got Logan Thomas, a converted tie, uh, QB from tight end. And he's gonna he's gonna be an awesome weapon. He had uh, some flashes last year, and then of course that awesome defense to where I think if you want to take another flyer, you might want to look at Ch uh, Chase Young defensive player of the year odds. I don't know what they are right now, but I think that's a really good bet because. He came on last year like lightning in the bottle, and he's only going to get better, right? Yeah, so, yeah I agree. He's plus plus 1,100 right now for a defensive player of the year. I love that. I love that bet. And if you look at Washington's schedule, it's, of course, the NFC East. And they're to me, they're like head and shoulders over everyone else talent-wise. Now, you could say, well, Dallas is offensively is good, but we don't know what the defense is going to be. So mm -hmm. I like Washington over 8.5. And another team that I like that I thought got really better is Carolina. Carolina right now is at seven and a half. And you, you say, well, what about Sam Donald? You really believe in Sam Donald? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I do with Joe Brady. Joe Brady resurrected Joe Burrow. And I think you saw the offense they wanted to do last year. They wanted to like sling it around to their great pieces. They already have DJ Moore there. They got Robbie Anderson, who has familiarity with Sam Donald. Then they also have Terrence Marshall, who comes from LSU, who played on that team with Joe Brady. So he's going to flow right in. And also they got like the best running back in the National Football League, Christian McCaffrey, sitting back there. So automatically that's better than whatever the Jets had with that disaster and dumpster fire last year. Right. So you got to think Sam Darnold's got to improve at least at some point. And I think the defense has improved as well. I think them getting J.C. Horn is a big up uh, upgrade um, around the defense. Defensive line, especially, you expect Derek Brown to have a little bit more better year. Matt Rule, second year, going to have a lot more guys. That defense was really young, and now they got NFL experience. So I'm expecting them to turn out. And then that second spot in the NFC South is wide open. So why not go with Carolina? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I like a lot of their pieces. I think Darnold's, you know, he's not going to be making a Pro Bowl, but I think he'll definitely be new person, new situation with the right coach. And coordinator and stuff can can definitely help them improve. Um, back to your Washington thing, though, I definitely agree with that. Like, I, I would pick them probably to win the division right now. Um, you know, the beginning of their schedule is a little t tricky. They have, you know, Chargers, you have Buffalo, Kansas City, Green Bay, and Denver kind of in the first half. And then they have their bye week, and they have Tampa. But they get Tampa at home. And then the, this I is think they can beat Tampa, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, really at, do. At, at home, you know what I mean? It's better than playing them in Tampa. You know, make them travel. Make them, you know, I don't know if Tampa has their bye week in week nine as well. But, like, Just look, Tampa's like, not going to win every game. They're going to lose some. And Washington has the formula to beat Tampa in a dogfight yeah. defensive battle. Yeah, if you can get pressure on Brady, which obviously Chase Young in that line, like, that's that's what they're going to be doing all year. So, if they can do that. And then, the, really, what what is exciting is the, the back end of their schedule. So, week 11 through 18. They're at Carolina, which we just talked about them, but like that, you know, that's they're definitely beatable by Washington standards. They get to host mm -hmm. Seattle, who I mean, that's a it's a West Coast team traveling east. Seattle kind of struggles uh, historically in the last couple of years on the East Coast. Then they're at the Raiders, winnable, 
And then it's just NFC East stuff. It's you know, home for Dallas at Philly, at Dallas, home for Philly, at the Giants. I mean, that's a pretty easy schedule, especially if, if, if Washington's rolling by then and they have everything clicking. And if, like, Dallas and Philly are battling the injuries that they'll probably be, be battling with, you know, if Hurts gets – Jalen Hurts gets injured yeah. or Dak has his kind of, you know, things going on, that could be five, six wins in a row to end the year. Um, and all they have to do is win three in the first half of the season, which is doable. So I'm with you. I like that too. And there are a couple of unders that I like as well, and then we'll move on to uh, unders are tough because it. I feel like you have to root for the loss every week, so those are those are hard. <laughs> They're tough, but you can kind of sniff them out and be like, "Wait, what is going on here?" Uh, Chargers is one of them. Now, Chargers are getting a lot of hype. I get it, you know, with Justin Herbert playing as well as last year, he he robbed Justin Jefferson of the Rookie of the Year award. It should have been uh, Justin Jefferson's <laughs> award, but. You know, he had a great year, right? Good first year. Uh, They rebuilt the offensive line with three new pieces. They went and spent it on that. Um, They had a fantastic draft. And it just seems like, you know, everyone's on this Chargers thing. And it's at nine and a half right now. I don't think it's going to be easy for them because they got a new coach in uh, Brandon Staley, right, from the Los Angeles Rams, defensive Mm -hmm. guy trying to regroup the defense. But that defense, the problem is they're always on the injury report. At every single time it, you look, and it's always like Derwin James, Joe Bosa, um, Melvin Ingram, who's not there anymore. But there is just a revolving door. Like uh, Chris Harris, which I love Chris Harris for being a Bronco, but over the past few years, he's been hurt. So it's just right. like you don't really know who's going to be out there for them. And then offensively, like with the offensive line, it's going to take time for them to gel. And they got Washington week one. Washington's going to throw everything at them and then they got to play dallas who's probably going to be 0-1 trying to re- uh, rebound a home opener la goes to them that's going to be an offensive game i would love that over right now but mm-hmm. um you know i'm just not sold on the chargers and then we'll go to the pennsylvania teams that i think are easy unders well not easy but philadelphia i think is just rebuilding Six and a half right now. You look at their schedule. They could easily start 0-7 if you really look at it. They got a really toss-up game in Atlanta week one. Then in week two, they play San Francisco. Let me pull the schedule up because I don't have it in front of me. (laughs) Good preparation on my part, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah. (laughs) So, they got Atlanta week one. Then they got the 49ers week two in Philadelphia. I think 49ers win. Then they got a battle with Dallas at Dallas. I think they split, so I'm just going to give the home teams that one. But then here's the here's the road that they got to do. They got they got to play the Chiefs at home. Then they got to go to the Panthers. And I just talked about how I like the Panthers. Then home to the Bucks, and then they play uh, Sunday in Las Vegas. And if you're a away team going to Las Vegas, you know you're going to be doing more things than the typical road trip. <laughs> Right. <laughs> then the Lions, like I could see those first six or seven games not going in their favor, like one and seven possibly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, that's you know the Eagles are definitely a big question mark. I mean, that, that really that whole division minus Washington is just chock full of question marks. Yeah, the the, te- the other team that you were talking about unders uh, the Giants. The Giants for some reason Giants under seven. Yeah, yeah, and it's plus one ten. Their over is minus one thirty. So Vegas, is, I don't know if that's like a trap thing where they're trying to they're trying to convince everybody to bet on it by by making they probably bit. like the defense. 
that's probably it, what it is. Yeah, but I I don't know. I mean, I, comparatively, like, compare their defense to like some of the other defenses in the league, even Washington, their own division. I'm not sure if, if they measure mm-hmm. up. Plus, they have they have a tough schedule. I mean, you're playing you're playing some teams in the AFC West and their the their AFC division. Um, it looks like they have yeah, because they have they're home for Denver. They have. Um, at Washington, home for Atlanta, at New Orleans. They play the Rams, the Chiefs. So they're playing that, that AFC West. I mean, that, that's a tough division. They get the Chargers at some point. They end with four out of their final six on the road, including at Miami, at the Chargers, at Philly, at Chicago. Like, that's that's a brutal Don't they play the Tampa Bay, too? Yep, they play Tampa right after their bye week on the road in Tampa. Oh. I mean, and, and not to mention, you know, I love Saquon. He's generational talent, but... One injury with him where he misses three, four weeks, and you're relying on Daniel Jones as, as your whole offense, and that's just not – he hasn't proven that he can be that. I, maybe, he, maybe he'll get better this year, but I don't think he's going to be at the level where he can carry a team week to week if Saquon or any of their other major pieces are out. So under seven for me is – I don't want to say a lock because I, when you say the L word, that kind of – that jinxes it. But I think it's a very optimistic play. The biggest one for me, for if you're going to go under, is um, the Detroit Lions. They're only at over <laughs> under is five, but I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. Find me. I'm going to read you the schedule. I'm going to do 17 games. You tell you stop me when they're going to win. Home for uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Loss. At Green, at Green Bay. Loss. Home for the Ravens. Loss. Yep. I, I, whether I think the Ravens are going to be. They'll be okay. Ravens are weeks. interesting this year. All the injuries that they already sustained. Yeah, that, Dobbins hurts and stuff, but I, I think Lamar is. I think Lamar is going to be a little bit. He kind of struggled out of the gate last year, and I think he's going to come out firing this year. But uh, yeah. even if he struggles, like their defense is good enough to to stop Jared Goff. Um, right. At the Bears. At the Bears, no, the I, Bears. I will say no on that one. They did win in Chicago last year, though. Right. That was just. But again, that's with Stafford. Like Jared Goff is the X factor and all <laughs> he's um, right at Minnesota the following week. No, no. I'm not high on Minnesota either. Um, home for the Bengals. I, 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 would, I that, think that's, that's the first one. Yeah, that could be a toss up, but then their reward for that is they get to go to Los Angeles and play the Rams next week. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're home for Philly. That could be a toss up depending on injuries. I think you, you're cutting out a little bit. Oh, I said I think they win on that one, so that's two. Okay, then they have their bye week, so that's really a moral victory. Um, okay. Because then coming out of their bye week, they're at Pittsburgh. Okay, <laughs> at, loss at Cleveland. Loss home for Chicago, so maybe win. We'll, yeah, we'll put that. Yeah, maybe three home for the home for the Vikings. Four, I think that's four. Okay, and then it's at the Broncos. Back to back wins. That's a loss five. I mean, I mean, like no, no home, doubt. Home for the Cardinals. You're the Cardinals that you're high on. No. And then they finish at Atlanta, which I think Atlanta's going to be a little, not a lot, but a little bit better than people think. Okay, so that's a toss up game too. So like, what? That's the last game. That would no. Then they finish at Seattle and home for Green Bay. So you're looking at four to five. So I think right. I think Vegas did a good job of setting that number. So I but, it, uh, well the thing is like so like while they they set the number probably right like even you know you think about it, you had to think about like oh it's probably like it's probably a win against the Bengals but like what if yeah. Burrow goes off and they're better or like 
what if Atlanta is actually playing really well and they have Ridley and Gage and, and Kyle Pitts and those guys? Like, what if the Vikings are a little bit better than we thought and Dalvin Cook's not hurt by week 13? Like, there's so many, like, what ifs for them to get the five. I just – and if, you know, Goff gets hurt, I don't couldn't even tell you who their backup is. I just – I think them and the Texans are going to be terrible. And there's actually a parlay. You can do the Texans Lions parlay under four and a half wins each. It's plus 250. <laughs> That's like, actually not bad. I would almost sprinkle, like, not a lot, but I would sprinkle a little bit on that just because the Texans are a mess and the Lions, you know, they play a tough division and they have a, they have a pretty tough schedule. So I, that's, that's yeah. one of the big unders for me. But you can also look at it from this uh, perspective. No one thought Indianapolis was going to lose to Jacksonville week one last year. And that ended yeah. up being Jacksonville's only win. So, like, those <laughs> wins and losses happen all the time in the NFL. It's just a matter of picking those spots. Right. Which is why right. doing the survivor every single week is so thrilling because you have no idea who's winning which week. But speaking of the uh, Colts, do you do you like them over under nine? Like what No. It depends They're on a great Wentz. team. Yeah. <laughs> has to it be really healthy. does. Well, it not only Wentz, you got uh Quentin Nelson, that's a big factor. That yep. defense, if they lose one piece, it's kind of like, okay, who's coming uh back in there with uh um Matt uh Fubulus, Fubulus, one of those uh, names as defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and John T, Jonathan Taylor, he kind of got off slow, but um, they got Marlon Mack there still. They got um, Naheem Hines. So I'm T-Y still expecting a ro- couple months. Yeah. The, the pass catchers is a, another big thing. I thought they should have targeted Julio Jones and him going to the Titans does not help him at all. But Titans yeah. <laughs> defense is not great, which that's in, uh, another pick of mine when we talk about week one. But, um, Another um, last over-under I want to talk about, and then we can talk about um, you know week one in general, mm-hmm. is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they're at eight and a half right now. I took the under, and I am getting a lot of heat from it from my Pittsburgh Steelers fans. But listen to this. Okay. They got the hardest schedule, the hardest one. Like It is super tough. And they lost everyone on their offensive line, which was not good last year to begin with. Right. So, like, they only have one player with uh, NFL experience playing. Now, granted, like, oh, it's Mike Tomlin. He's never had a, a losing season. But you're really relying on Ben Roethlisberger to, like, still sling the ball around. He's 40 years old, and this is his second year off of that elbow surgery. And that defense lost their uh, second corner, so that's a little bit of a weak spot. And TJ Watt has been kind of in and out of practice, hoping for a new contract. So, What's going on there is just a lot of question marks to me with the Pittsburgh Steelers with an improved division, like Baltimore, possibly Cleveland. I I think the Bengals could possibly catch him. And then they got to play the AFC West. And I think they got like, it's a really tough uh, schedule. Like, let me go down the list. Mm -hmm. I mean, Raiders, Bengals, Packers. Broncos, Seahawks, Browns, Bears, Lions, Chargers. Like, you can make seven to eight wins out of this schedule, but, like, the last four are, like, the tricky ones, even though, like, the last six. So they play home to the Ravens. Then they're at Minnesota, which I don't like Minnesota, but they're always a wild card team when it comes to week to week. Right. And then you got – this is the hard part. Titans at the Chiefs. Browns at the Ravens. That's brutal. That's brutal to get your over under for the win totals. 
Like that is extremely tough if you're sweating that out. So I like the under. I'm not going to bet. They're treating Najee Harris like he's Jesus or something. Like he's going to resurrect this team. But yeah, I mean, you can't with, resurrect with Najee problem. Harris. Yeah, with the offensive line, you can't have a good running back. Right, and and yeah, that's uh, like that's like the thing everyone's going off of the oh well they they never had a you know below five hundred record with Mike Tomlin okay well you know we didn't think the Spurs were ever going to miss the playoffs under Greg Popovich but like eventually time catches up with you and it tends to catch up with people faster in the NFL you know they they have really good weapons on offense but can anybody block for Big Ben and you know Big Ben's yards per attempt last year were so low so it's not like he's He's kind yeah. of like that, like, you know, those last, like the last two. And they had the easiest schedule last year and they got 11 wins out of that. It's right. like, and well, they it, had 11 And when wins. it started to get harder, that's when they started to lose some games. Exactly. Um, but like you, they you, were I mean, one you, and you're, six in their last uh, seven games. One and six, including the playoff lost. Right. And I mean, you remember like, as a Broncos fan, like you remember Peyton those last two years. Like I love Peyton, you know, to death, but. He, he was definitely – his mobility and his arm strength were really weak at that point, especially that last year. It was a lot of dink and dunk, jailbreak screens, slants, stuff like that. And, like, I just – I don't think that's, like, a winning formula. Like, their their defense that year was incredible, obviously, when they won the Super Bowl. And Pittsburgh's is very, very good. But you mentioned, like, the T.J. Watt thing. Bud Dupree is now with the Titans. Like, they lost a couple pieces. So, it's not going to be quite at the level that maybe Steelers fans think it's going to be. It's still going to be very good, but it's not going to be enough to like win them weeks that Big Ben really, really struggles. So that back half of that schedule, I, I could see them going like six and eleven. I think would be like if I if you ask me to like pick every game, I think six and eleven is fair. But I would agree, I, I would kind of move towards the under for their their eight and a half. For sure, I'm high on that, and Steelers fans are like, you are smoking something. Oh yeah, but, I mean, you you know my buddy Neil. I'm gonna he'll I'll send him this clip of us talking about it, and he'll tell me that I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm not crazy. When you look at the numbers and like what the Pittsburgh Steelers did last year with them losing literally everyone on O line, it just doesn't set up. And they want to do a lot of quick passes and stuff. You think Big Ben's gonna sit there and like still shrug off tacklers? No, he's he's kind of becoming a little bit Eli Manning, where he just like falls a little bit easier. Right, right. So. And and I don't know what to make of their receiving core. It's always week to week, like Deontay Johnson with the drops. I mean, they lost to Ryan Finley in the Cincinnati Bengals last year in the end of the season. Ryan Finley, which I don't know if he's a quarterback anywhere right now, but just goes to show, like, no one's really thinking of Ryan Finley as an NFL quarterback. And it was with the right. Cincinnati Bengals, too, on top of that, which did not look good. I mean, maybe they keep their TikTok uh, game going and they get a lot of followers that way with Juju doing his locker room dances, which is good for Juju's uh, sake. But TikToks, man, they, they, they kill me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into week one now. Mm -hmm. Unless you have any other futures you want to discuss. Um, None for like the teams. We can do players like later, but if you, uh, week one, we can go into that. I'm, I'm pretty much all, that's all my team ones that I had. Well, what player props do you have for like, Season uh, player props, or yeah, yeah, like full on season one. So I had a couple. Um, I have three for Josh Allen. Well, one is the MVP, which we talked about <laughs> for plus 1300 because I think that that's just, I mean, you just take everything over for Josh Allen, right? Right. And you have like you, you know, like you know, the MVP is always a combination of statistics, team success, narrative, which is a, becoming a bigger part of it. And like, you know, Facts. you have this Buffalo team, they have you know, they have the whole jumping through tables, they have a great crowd, they. They traded for Diggs last year. They have this cool-looking team. And as long as he plays, like, 
two to three percent better than he did last year. I think he's going to be right in the mix. There's obviously the voter fatigue with, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think Mahomes is very, very much going to be in it, and probably Tom Brady and you know a couple other guys. But I just think Allen, if the Bills can get to that one seed, that would really make a strong case for him because you know the Bills for years were always a team that couldn't beat the Patriots. You know, they always were the, the stepchild in the division, um, you know, basically since the, the turn of the century. So I think right. plus their 200 is great value. I think Josh Allen over 41 and a half combined passing and rushing touchdowns. It's minus 126. He had I 45. Like he had 45 total last year and he gets an extra game this year and they didn't do anything to improve their running game. Singletary and Moss are, they're fine. Like they, they're going to serve their purpose, but they're not, going to take away stuff at the goal line where they they love to do a lot of bootlegs and like he calls his own number from the shotgun type of thing so i think he gets closer to, to 50 um, so i think that's a really big one that's a really easy one and then over 4500 passing yards same thing he had 4544 last year he gets another year with Diggs and beasley and these guys so the chemistry is going to be there and again the running backs aren't any better or worse than last year so he's going to be out there slinging it um the receivers, Amari Cooper, this is a weird one. This one I'm kind of banking on an injury, but Amari Cooper under 1,150 receiving yards. Hmm. It was under 1,200, and then everyone started talking about taking the under, and FanDuel basically caught on, and they dropped it down 50 yards. It's minus 112. It's a risk. If Dak is healthy and the Cowboys' offense flourishes, he's probably going to get to it, so you have to factor everything in. I wouldn't put a lot of money on it. But if Dak misses a couple games, if Cooper gets hurt, and I mean, you think about with these with the receiver and running back ones, if they miss three to four games with a hamstring, a groin, a knee, whatever it is, it, it, that's really tough to make up those yards. Um, so, and again, if Dak gets hurt, their backups are what Cooper Rush and Will Greer. Those guys aren't going to be chucking for three hundred yards a game. So, any any, it, it's a fine line that you're walking with that pick. But again, one injury to either him or the quarterback, and you're pretty much set. <laughs> um, yeah, not bad. Yeah, again, risky, but I like it. Um, you Plus, everyone loves C.D. Lamb right now. Yeah, I think, and like they have, they have so Gallup, much hype. They have, they, they have Zeke, so they're going to give him his touches as well. So it's not like Cooper is he's he's you know arguably the most talented guy there, along with Lamb. But in terms of like the, the offense, he's you know they're all sharing pieces of that pie. Um, Cooper's a great I, receiver, though. I like Oh, Cooper. he is. And I love, love his confidence, him saying that he thinks he's the best receiver in the league. Like, while I disagree with that statement, I like when those guys have, like, that mindset. And he didn't seem to be he didn't seem to be cocky about it. He just said, like, I think I'm the best receiver. I'm going to go out and prove it. And right. I, I, I can always appreciate that mindset from guys. Um, for receivers that I like over, Devontae Adams for the Packers, over 1,300 receiving yards. Again, it's minus 112. He's had 1,300 or more in two of his last three years. Um, like that. Um, obviously, I know they brought back Randall Cobb, um, but no, none of their other pieces besides Aaron Jones are like the big receiving targets. You know, he always goes, you know, to Adams and Jones. Those are that's kind of Rogers' bread and butter. Um, and I think mm-hmm. too, with like Adams trying to get that extension, I think Rogers is going to really pump his numbers up. I know that there's always that game within the game uh, between you know the players and the organization. So I think he's going to go to him early and often. And Adams is, you know, he's one of the five or six best receivers in the game. So. I like that. Um, and then I just have two more. They're both running backs. One is Christian McCaffrey over 15 and a half total touchdowns. Uh, it's also minus 112. Injury risk is obviously a factor here because he only played three games last year, but all signs point to him being a go, and we know how good he is when he's healthy. When he had his big breakout year in was it, 2019, I think he had 
Um, I think he had like 19 total touchdowns that year. So I think he'll be right around that mark again. I know they have some other pieces with you know, DJ Moore and, and Robbie Anderson and whatnot. But, I mean, McCaffrey, is he's going to get touches near the goal line. He's going to get Yeah, it's a pretty high number for an RB nowadays. It is. It is. And that's why that's why I went with the combined one as opposed to like just rushing. Um, rushing, because, yeah. Because obviously like he, he catches – that's one of his greatest strengths is him being a pass catcher. So – there's that one, and the last one is our boy Antonio Gibson with the Washington football team over mm-hmm. 1,025 rushing yards. It's a very weird prop number. Um, again, also like minus 112 on FanDuel. He had he played 14 games last year. He started 10 of them, so we're really looking at a 10-game sample for the most part. Had the in, toe injury, right? He had a little bit of the toe injury, but in the, like the back half of the year, he was basically averaging over 75 yards a game, uh, except for the one game where he he left with the injury. Um, so he had 700 and 750, 795, um, rushing yards last year. So we just need what 200 and change, 230, 240 more yeah. rushing yards. And, and that was a new position for him because if you remember at Memphis, he was a wide receiver. Right. So like so he, he's, really got, he's got, he's got to that. Right. And they have, mm-hmm. you know, they have McLaurin, they have Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel and guys. So like, they're not going to be stacking the box on them. Fitzpatrick is going to do, you know, they're going to do a good job of, of giving him his fair touches. And I think he's primed for a big fantasy and regular year. Um, so those are, those are the player props that I have. I, I like all those. Some good numbers, too. Yeah, they're, they're fair numbers. Like, they're, they're definitely, like, attainable. Or in Cooper's case, like, I could see it going under. I could see it going both ways, but... You know, I feel like it's a good enough bet to take the under. The so season ones are like tough. If you're not a quarterback, they're they're pretty tough to like gauge on. You know, yeah. Um, again, in- injuries play a factor, and, and just you know your pecking order and the depth chart. It's big time. You know, there's risk. There's risk to everything. You know that, but uh, we'll we'll see how they go. I'll keep track. And it's only the with year. the star players too, like the players that like those you know like if right. it was like gabriel davis like touchdown props i take the over on that one but right you know you're not gonna get that you're gonna get stefan Diggs, and that's it but um you know i like i like those those are some good numbers too but uh, Diggs too you think Diggs will have a big year if you're high on josh allen you might as well go with Diggs. yeah i mean he's obviously again one of the best receivers in the league uh let me find his stuff quick he is his receiving yards is about it's 13 50 and a half um, which, you know, that's pretty attainable. I, it's, you know, they don't have like a, a, a clear cut. I think Beasley's one of their best receivers. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of their other like number two or three receiver, but like they don't Manuel have like, Sanders, a, Gabriel Davis. Yeah. Um, but like none, none, of those tight guys is gonna, none of those guys is like a, a dynamic number two where it's like, you know, like, like you have Godwin and Evans and Tampa where like clearly those right, are yeah, two guys who need the ball all the time. But yeah, Diggs had. I mean, he had he had eleven hundred and thirty yards in his last year in Minnesota, and then last year he he led the league with fifteen hundred and thirty five. So, as long as he stays healthy, as long as Allen's slinging it, that could be a good one as well. Yeah, I, I like that. So let's go into Week One now. We sure. got the game tonight. You want to talk about the game tonight? You got any uh, crazy stuff there? The number has been going up. It was six and a half when all the lines started to come out, but now it's crept up to eight and a half. Maybe because of the Zach Martin injury, people are buying way too much into that with him being out with COVID or whatever. Um, you know, Dak coming back, he had a little bit issues in preseason with his throwing shoulder, but now it seems like that's all fine now. But um, yeah, the number is at eight and a half, and the over under is set at fifty one and a half. Um, 
I yeah. took Bucks minus eight and a half. I'm kind of worried about that, like garbage time touchdowns, though. I agree. Like, I would have yeah. loved that at <laughs> six and a half, but I didn't take it, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah it could, it could be half. one of those things like the Bucks are up like, you know, like 13. They stay, they're confidently up 13 all game. And then like Dak hits Cooper for like a 10 yard touchdown with like, you know, 40 seconds left or something just to make mm. it interesting. It's, it's scary. I, I don't have the, I don't, I didn't take the Bucks like, um, like I didn't take their spread. I didn't take like anything of that. I put them in a teaser with another team. Um, mm. Actually, I have them in two different teasers. Yeah, well, teasers are teasers are the way to go. Parlays are generally for suckers. Yes, they are. <laughs> but if you get the teasers, you don't get quite. You know, you don't get the odds of a parlay, but you get more of a, a safety net. Um, I had a good but, football number too. Right. So I did the Bucks. The first teaser I did with the Bucks was the Bucks minus three. So it's a it's a four point teaser. I got it. So when when I put this in, it was the Bucks were seven and a half. So mm. it's a it's a four point teaser. So Bucks minus three and a half. So basically a field goal and change, and then I right. combine that with the with the Bills. They were six and a half favorites against the Steelers, but four points brings it down to two and a half. So Bucks three and mm. a half, Bills two and a half. It's plus one ten. So you got the Bills at home against the Steelers. We just talked about the issues the Steelers are going to have. You just need the Bills to win by a field goal at home, and you just need Tampa to win by by four points at home with you know their entire roster back. So I, I like that one. Um, for this week, only two, only two teaser. I thought three. You have to is the minimum. Uh, I don't know. Hey, let me put it in on Fanduel. Let me do it again. That's Ooh. interesting. Teaser. Because usually it's like if you do a teaser, it's three. Which you're right. Teasers yeah. are the way to go for the NFL, especially if you're like sitting at like a lot of like fours on the board. Mm-hmm. Then you you like to do the teaser where it's like okay, let's bring that number to where it's like a pick 'em. And right, you still exactly. get high odds. Um, yeah, it looks like on, on FanDuel it does let you do two team teasers now. So that's interesting. Um, that's new then. I, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> so if you do right now based on the spreads, if you did a four and a half or if you did a four point teaser, it'd be because I really half, like both of those teams. I love that. Right. What's the yeah. odds for that, by the way? So if you do, do you want like the with the teaser? Yeah, the teaser, the bill, yeah. the bills and the bucks. So right now, if you do a four-point teaser right now on FanDuel, it ends up being Bucks four and a half, Bills two and a half. It's plus one ten. If you do okay, like, that's not bad. Yeah, if you do a three-point teaser, it's Bills three and a half, Bucks five minus five and a half, and it's plus one forty. That's kind of like the best one. Yeah, I think that's the best one to keep it in that football number. Yeah. Yep. And then I do have another teaser with the Bucks, but I'll I'll, I'll do when we get to some of the when we get to two of the other games yeah. that's involved, I'll, I'll bring it up then. Yeah, it's just with the Bucs. They return 22 starters. So, like, week one, you expect them to come flying out of the gate. And, like, Dallas is still, like, a question mark, like I said, with Zach Martin. What is the defense going to be like with um, uh, who's Atlanta's old coach? Dan uh, Quinn. Dan Quinn, yeah. He's the D.C. now for the um, Dallas Cowboys. Can he well, get they, them they were right? historically bad last year. So, I mean, even if they improve, they could still be really bad. They just won't be yeah. historically bad. <laughs> That's, and that's you're going against Tom Brady with right. a year, no, no off season. We're like COVID last year. Now he has an off season this year with that team. Like, well, and he's definitely one of the quarterbacks too. Like he's not going to let them have like a, hang, a Super Bowl hangover because he has obviously a ton no. of experience with this. So he's not going to let them come out and be super lackadaisical or make a lot of mental mistakes, especially week one. Yeah. And I think like with new England, 
there was a trend to where like the Super Bowl champs with New England, they would lose in week one. Remember the Kareem Hunt game? Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but it's just like that team has always just like revolved doors with like their players. Now, Tampa is literally keeping every single piece that they had. Right. Maybe right, not exactly. everyone, but like all, all the starters, starters yeah, all 22 huge. of them. And going up against a Dallas team that didn't have a good year, and Dak is coming off a major injury. So who knows? Maybe Todd Bowles is definitely going to throw a lot of blitzes at the Cowboys tonight. I really think that. Like, if there's a sack number out there, I kind of like the over with the Bucks. If you do team sacks, I don't know who's going to get the sack or like what, like Jason Pierre Paul over two and a <laughs> half. But like, I feel like a lot of people are coming after Dak tonight. But, um, oh yeah, yeah, it'll be good. I think the Bucks will win. Like, I didn't touch the over under. If I would touch anything, it'd probably be the over. Because yeah, of garbage like time. The, the Buc- I think the Bucks can definitely get to like 30, 35 points, and then you just need like seventeen. You just need Dallas, Dallas. yeah, tw- uh, twenty points, which they they could do. They could yeah. do. I think like maybe Tampa does defense has a little bit more miscues, but not enough to where it's going to cost them the eight and a half. Yeah, I put like I mean I haven't like we talked about before like I have an article coming out on nuts and bolts with some week one predictions and stuff like that so that'll be out a little bit later today and uh, on Twitter yeah. and stuff. But I when I made my gambling predictions, I also just threw in like a final score prediction just to kind of back that up. So I I put at the time I put Bucks forty one, Cowboys twenty one, which is sixty three, mm. sixty two points. I know it's a little high. I know forty one is a lot of points, but. Think about like teams that have like done this on week one. Like remember when like, Peyton threw seven touchdowns against the Ravens? Like guys. Like, oh yeah, of course do. I do. I love that. One. <laughs> got quarter, these quarterbacks like to get it going week one, and I mean he's got you know all he's got you know, Mike Evans, he's got uh, Chris Godwin, Gronk, he's got OJ Howard's back. Yeah, OJ Howard. I mean they have all these weapons, so even if you know he doesn't have to chuck it all the way down, he's just got to you know dink and dunk his way. These guys are gonna be open, especially against a weak secondary. So I expect. A lot of points for for Tom Brady and that the what do they call it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Is Tampa Bay Gronkineers. That's right. <laughs> so what other uh, lines from Week One are you looking at? There's some interesting. Oh man, I got your boys. I, uh, Denver. That line has jumped. The, what is it? It's at three at. now. Uh, I, I I had it at two and a half, and I I love it. It was a pick'em. Was it really? It was a pick 'em to start out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I'm I'm again, I'm confused as to why the Giants are getting this respect. I know Denver's coming west to east, but I think it was the action network they had an article where they said like You know what travels? Like, defense travels. Defense Denver's does, defense is unbelievable good. right now. Well, and they, they what they drafted what Sertan, who I think is a really sneaky rookie of the year candidate too. So they got um, Kyle Fuller. Ronald Darby had a really good year last year. They also have Bryce Callahan as their slot corner. Patrick Sertan has had an awesome preseason. Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Von Miller comes back. Bradley Chubb is going to play. Malik Reed had a good good. season last year. And like that, Andrew Thomas is starting at tackle. Like he sucked in the preseason. (laughs) Like I don't use sucked a lot on players because I give players a little bit more respect, but he did not look good, man. He he got manhandled by um, Matthew Judon in the preseason game. I yeah, mean, it was that's, that's not a good sign. <laughs> like Daniel Jones might die this week. Like <laughs> he might take some hard shots. Yeah, but, and um, like like I said, the thing too, like with West Coast teams traveling, like at the beginning of the decade, they were really struggling, not covering the spreads. But I think from like 2013 up until like last year, 
they've gone a much better conversion rate. It's it's closer to like 56, 57 percent covering the spreads, which is well, you're forgetting the best jump. spread quarterback in the history of the NFL in Teddy Two Gloves, which is exactly. going to be Denver's starter. So yeah, really he just like needs that. to he just needs to do what he always does, which is manage the game. Don't turn the ball over. Get the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, they got Melvin Gordon. They have uh, who's the backup? Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Um, you now they have, you know, KJ Hammer. They have Cortland Sutton back, and Sutton's looked really good in some preseason and training camp stuff. Noah yeah. Fonts, a studded tight end. I think he's going to really have a nice year. So I, I think them. I got him at two and a half, even if it's minus three. Right now it's minus three. The odds are plus one hundred on it. I think that's an absolute steal. I could see Denver. Really running away with that. Um, let me see what I had it in my article because I was that was one of the first ones I put in because I was like, "There's, there's no way like they, they're gonna have a, a field day with this." Uh, I'm actually going to that game. Oh, really? Nice. So you, yeah. you should be, you should be happy. I put, I put Broncos 31, Giants 13, and I think, I think that 13, you know, that that touchdown or whatever it is, those points, I think a couple of them will be like garbage time. So you like the over then? Uh, well, they're over what, 41 and a half. I mean, I put it as like 44 points, so it's, it's tight. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't touch it just because I don't know, like, you know, Denver could win that in a slugfest. It could be like 17, yeah. to, you know, six or something. But I, you know, I, I, I just, I love Denver this week. I think they're going to be, they're going to be a tough out every week, even if they lose games to the chiefs, the chargers, um, and, and, you know, whoever else they play on their schedule. They're going to be competitive. They're not going to be an easy out every week. Nobody's going to like circle them on the schedule as like a easy win for sure. I like to hear that. That's music to my ears. <laughs> I figured you. But uh, the number that I really like, the bet that I'm gonna hammer probably is the Cardinals Tennessee Titans over fifty two and a half points. Yeah, not Tennessee's not, really, not great defense by Tennessee. No, but like Arizona can get like beat on too, and like it's. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry, the three-headed monster there. Plus, Ryan Tannehill is a pretty good quarterback as well. So right. they're going to get like healthy offensive line, too. Their offensive line is really good. But uh, like I just love that number. Even though I'm going to pick Arizona Cardinals to win the game, that's another one of my bets that I like because they're plus three right now. Money mm-hmm. line is plus 130. But I just love – that's probably going to be a passing duel. Like I can see it being 31 to 30. Going into like the fourth quarter. Yeah, for sure. I, I like that too. The more I look at it, because again, you just need both teams at 52 and a half. You just need, you know, that's 27, 25. And I, I think that's there's more than yeah. likely that both teams can get, you know, three to four touchdowns. Plus, even if they're not getting touchdowns, they'll be, they're not going to be a lot of three and out. So they'll be down there in field goal range. Um, so that, that, that game will probably be in like the, the low to mid 30s. Um, I would I pick, like Wash. I, I, like, I like Tennessee to win, but I know yeah. you're very high in the Cardinals. I like Washington uh, plus one at home against the Chargers. I think that's – we just talked about like the win totals now. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the offensive line. Bills minus six and a half. I like Carolina minus four and a half. That number has been like hovering around the four. It was five at one point this week. Now it's back to four and a half. It's a Sam Darnold revenge game and Robbie Anderson revenge game. You think they got to win that one. Yeah, they'll they'll be a little more amped up. Um, because Zach even Wilson, though I'm higher, I'm a hype. I'm a bit higher on the Jets than everyone else's. I think they can win five games easy. Like they'll have a bunch of upset wins. I think it's more improved uh, roster from last year. Robert Sala is a great coach. He's going to get players in the defense that you thought 
like should be bums. They're going to be really good. Like I, I just, I just like the way the Jets are going. Like a five-win season for them is pretty good, and they're going to be very competitive. I think in every single game. Zach Wilson is good, man. I love set Zach Wilson. I like him a lot. Yeah, I think he can sling it. And I mean, he's going to have his rookie. You know, everyone has those rookie uh, slumps and whatnot. But I, I think they'll be interesting. But yeah, I think Carolina will be pretty amped up, and you know, have, just having like McCaffrey back too, I think, is a breath of fresh mm-hmm. air for them, fully healthy. So. I think he's going to be motivated to come out and show that he is, you know, a, the, the guy that we all know he can be. Um, so, yeah, definitely, I like that. Um, you were talking about like the over unders and stuff, and th- maybe I could be completely wrong, but I think I think the Eagles Falcons in Atlanta in the dome, Matty Ice with you know no Julio, but he's got Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. I think Russell Gage is a fantasy sleeper going up against Ooh. Hurts. Who? Well, I know, I know, you know, Jalen Hurts is. Had some struggles here and there, but you know Devonta Smith's there. You got, you know Goddard and a couple of Atlanta's guys, defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that's going to be a shootout. So I think I put that as one of my picks. I put over forty-eight and a half. I think. Oh, I like that number. Yeah, yeah. Like again, you just need both teams to get three touchdowns and a field goal. Like I, I think that's very obtainable. Um, I picked the Falcons to win that 35-28. Again, I think it's going to be one of the more sneaky, exciting games. Like there's not going to be a lot of defense being played and. You know, I don't think either of those teams are necessarily playoff teams, but it'll just be one of those games you see at like two thirty, you know, in the midway point. You'll be like, "Wow, it's like that's like that game's twenty-one to you know seventeen and a half. Like those guys are putting up points, and it's just going to continue." So I, I, I like that one as well. I, that's pretty good. I like that number. I, what do you think about this Green Bay number? It's at three and a half right now, and they're playing in Jacksonville, but they're uh, playing against the Saints. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the weird part. Um, I I like them. Actually, I, I yeah, I picked them. They're I, a I, terrible I, Florida team, though. When they travel to Florida, they always put up a dud. It's the humidity, I guess. Um, yeah. But they're at, yeah, they're at three and a half. I, when I wrote it down, it was at four, so the Lions dropped a half a point. Uh, I don't know if that means the, the Sharps are doing something in Vegas, but maybe. Um, you know, yeah, I, I like them three and a half. Uh, it's, you know, the Saints, I think the Saints are going to be decent as the year goes on. I think Jameis is going to play better than he probably ever has. Um, not, he's not going to be like MVP or anything, but he'll, he'll be improved. But right now with like, you know, they have, they have some tight end injuries. I know like Troutman and some of those guys are hurt. Um, obviously Michael Thomas is on the shelf talk October. So it's Alvin Kamara. It's, you know, Marquez Callaway, who, while he's got a lot of hype from, from training camp and stuff, we have to see it, you know, uh, see mm-hmm. it actually happening. So I think with the Packers, they just have a little more continuity right now. Plus, you know, you're giving Aaron Rodgers a dome to chuck it with no weather ele- or not. Well, not a dome, but Jacksonville where it's like basically, you know, th- th- there's not going to be a lot of wind or any weather implications. It's If anything, it's going to be humid, so the ball's going to, you know, it might fly a little bit for him. No so rain? Um, that's it. <laughs> Let me see because that's you have to keep an eye on that. With it's a rain spot. It's, it says 30%, but the way it rains in Florida, it rains for like an hour and then it stops. And it, it, it shouldn't, but even if it rains, you know, they Slow can grass. Yeah, they, they can go to the ground with, with Jones and, and some of those guys. But I picked them AJ to win Dillon. it. Dylan? Yeah, I think the, it's not going to be a blowout, but I, I think the, I put them, I picked them 24 17. So I think it'll be close. Yeah. You know, if you, if you take the Packers, you're going to be sweating. If you take the Saints, you're going to be sweating. But I think the Packers. We'll pull it out. Um, it'll probably end in like a Jameis pick on the last drive. That's probably <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be a theme like for the year for them. Are there lines that jump out at you? What do you think um, about this Jacksonville Houston line? 
Let's see, Jacksonville. They if there's are, anyone that Houston can get, it's this one. Yeah, because they have what? They have Tyrod Taylor starting for them, obviously, with, yeah. with Deshaun. Watson's the inactive. Yeah, yeah, he'll be inactive for a while. So, I, yeah, it's, it, if there is a game that they could steal, like you mentioned last year with Jacksonville beating the Colts, that was kind of an upset. I could see that here if, if Houston plays a little pumped up for their home crowd. Um, yeah. You know, if Trevor Lawrence and those guys struggle a little bit. You know, but I, it's interesting because, I mean, Lawrence, I think, I he doesn't – it's weird because like, I look at, like, these guys that come out of college. He doesn't – he's got the long hair. He looks like a you know California surfer kid, but – I mean, we saw him sunshine. Yeah, yeah, he has sunshine from remember the Titans, um, but he can sling it. I mean, he he's accurate. He throws a good deep ball. He throws a, you know hard passes, and he's got some good receivers with Marvin Jones and Chark, and I can't say the other guy's name. It's the Lavinka Schult. I I'm, I'm never Lavinka Schult. There we go. Yeah, just record that and say it again for example. <laughs> I'll never be able to get it down. And then while. You know, the ETN injury stinks for them. I think James Robinson's more than capable. He became a fantasy steal for anybody that drafted him before that injury. Um, so, yeah, I, I could definitely see Tennessee doing it. So, I mean, if you like them, take their money line at plus 154. That's, you know, decent odds. Um, I'm not sure. I think over under 45 and a half. I, I, the defenses aren't going to be anything special on either side, I don't think. No. But, the, the but question it's like is, you got – you need them to points? score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I would I would say if you like you know if you like Houston, obviously don't take the plus three, just take the money line and get the get the better value. Yeah, another over under I like is uh, Minnesota and Cincy over forty seven and a half. Oh, Bengals have no defense. Too too bad <laughs> defense. If you remember Minnesota's defense, it was worse. It yeah, was so it bad. Fell off. It was it was surprising because like two years ago their defense was pretty good, um, but they they seem to they've lost some guys and some guys have fallen off. So. There's Plus, a lot of over unders that I like. I like too many overs. This is not good. Well, and you got to you got to think too. Like this is you know week one, you, you know the first two or three weeks, but especially week one, all these guys have been doing is you know they've the starters have been doing training camp stuff with other teams and themselves where it's like you know limited contact or non-contact, yeah. and then the preseason games, their starters are only getting a series or two, maybe a quarter at most, so they're not playing full games against you know the other teams in, the, in these NFL first-team offenses. So I think, you know, defenses are put to a little bit of a disadvantage, even if they're, you know, whether they're good or bad, it kind of kind of hurts them to start the year. But, yeah, I mean, you look at, you look at this, you know, both those teams, Dalvin Cook's a stud, Jefferson and Thielen are great. You know, Kirk Cousins is a, a good game manager. I think he, he kind of stinks in, in big games, but he does a good job game managing most weeks. And then, you know, hopefully Burrow's healthy and stuff because they have some some prolific guys with Higgins and Jamar Chase and, and and some of those guys as well. So they could definitely put up points. Lines you like? Um, the only, I only have two more. The only the one is the one I mentioned with the Bucks. There's another teaser. It's a three team one. So um, it's the Bucks again. I got this when the Bucks were. Uh, this is a five point teaser. So I got this when the Bucks were seven and a half. So wow. Bucks Bucks minus two and a half. So field goal win. 49ers at Detroit minus two and a half. Which is again another field goal win. We talked about Detroit and their struggles, and then yeah. the Rams minus two and a half, um, and they have the Bears at home. I don't know if I like the I don't like the Rams seven and a half at home just because the Bears defense is pretty good, so they're going to make Stafford and, and that offense lost some pieces. But yeah, but if you but if you're asking the Bucks, the 49ers, and the Rams, all heavy favorites to just just cover, just win a field goal, just win by a field mm-hmm. goal, that's plus one eighty. And I think that's pretty good value. And I that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's one of the more safer ones. You know, the Rams and the Bucks are at home. The 49ers are traveling, but they're traveling to Detroit. 
So they're playing in a dome and they have a lot of speed. We know their offense is a lot of, they do a lot of pre-motion stuff, a lot of, a lot of all that kind of things. And, and Detroit is, you know, incapable of stopping most teams. So I think that San Fran could, could definitely run away. I think I picked, yeah, cause I picked all three, obviously for the final score, I mentioned the Bucks 41-21. I picked the 49ers 28-10 over the Lions. And then I picked the Rams 24-13 over the Bears. So I think they could all potentially cover their original spreads. But just to be safe, we do teasers, not parlays. And I like the five-point teaser for them. for plus Now that you said safe, Detroit's going to win that game. I'm going to be really upset because I've been really talking about <laughs> Detroit all week. And, like, I think the Rams are going to have a great year and it could be, like, a, a big sleeper come playoff time. But um, the last one I had is uh, – and this one, it's a little risky with the injuries and stuff that we kind of mentioned, but I, I like the Ravens, even though they're on the road in Oakland. I think with the Dobbins injury and Justice Hill, they're, they're third string game. tore his Achilles. Yeah, yeah it's – you know, they, they have some, you know, Rashad Bateman's out for a couple of weeks. And uh, who's their other? They have another receiver. Sammy Watkins. Watkins is going to play. I think Boykin is the one that's out also. So it's really, it's like, uh, it's Gus Edwards, it's Lamar, it's Mark Andrews, and it's, and it's Marquez Hollywood Brown. It's really just those Don't guys. forget about Le'Veon Bell in that practice squad now. Yeah, yeah, Le'Veon's there. I mean, I don't, I don't, they can't get him activated for this first week, can they? Because there's not enough time. I don't but, think so. Yeah, I mean, he'll be like, I think he'll be their third down and kind of change the pace. Typical Le'Veon catching passes out of the backfield. Yeah, um, maybe. But I, I don't I don't have a lot of confidence in the Raiders. They haven't impressed in too many ways. I was, like Darren Waller's a stud, and, you know, Josh Jacobs is decent, but Derek Carr has been hit or miss. And I just think, I think with it being a primetime game, everyone's already kind of counting the Ravens, not out of the of this year's race, but they're definitely talking down mm-hmm. on them after the Dobbins injury stuff. I think they use it. I think their defense is good. They're going to make Carr work and struggle. And I think Lamar, as much as I don't like his style, I think he's going to come out and try to send the message. And I think he'll have like a pseudo 2019 MVP type of game where it's like 200 yards passing and a touchdown and then like 110 yards rushing and then one or two touchdowns and a couple like wow plays. So I like them. Their line is four and a half. It's pretty much been the same all week. And I picked them to win 34-17. Don't forget, man, it's the first game in front of that Vegas crowd, like their first regular season game. And the, what the, the what do they call it? The black hole? Is that the name their nickname for their stadium? I call it there? the Death Star. Yeah, the Death Star is another one too. They have a a lot of good names for that uh, Allegiant Stadium, the official yeah, name. Yeah, the yeah, that's that's the sponsor. That's who they want them to say because that's where the money is. But um <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be interesting now. I mean, you know how this first week is always kind of chaos, so I could see these Love all winning. I, I could see them all losing. Most likely I'll be somewhere in the middle. But like I said, I have all the picks that I just gave. They're in the article that's coming out here shortly with Nuts and Bolts Sports. I will be – every week I'll be doing an article with them, basically giving more picks, and I'll recap the previous week. So that way, you know, I'll be, you know, showing you my wins and my losses, um, as well nice. as keeping track of all, all the – wins. Yes, hopefully, hopefully more wins. It's like uh, the Jordan Belfort thing, you know. Take me, you know, listen to my losers as I have so few, uh, which is yeah. always the goal. And then I'll also keep track of all the player props that I discussed in the team one, so that way we can, you know, like week to week, I'll be like, oh, Gibson had 120 yards this week, so he's up to love it 400 on the year. So it'll be very, it'll be a very thorough article. It'll be very extensive, but I think it'll be fun for people to keep track and either make fun of me or be like, wow, that guy. That fade lucky. you yeah yeah oh i know there's some people that want to fade me so i'm excited <laughs> yeah love it do you have any college football picks um let me look i i generally don't dabble too much in college football just because there's so many games and it's so crazy 
Um, but let me look at this week. Oh, well, all right. I'll give, I'll give you one off the bat. And I always love these guys, especially early in the year at home. Army minus six and a half hosting Western Kentucky. They had a huge, oh. week, huge week last week. Um, they were dogs last week. I don't know why they were dogs. I picked them right away, and they they always they're great. So at home minus six and a half. I think that that's again it's just a touchdown. They have that dynamic triple option. They can chew a lot of clock, which gives fewer possessions for their opponent in Western Kentucky. So love them. Uh, let me look at some of the other slates here. I love uh, Oregon, Ohio State over 63 and a half points. I think that would be a shootout game. Yeah, I mean, you know, Oregon's always the big, big point, you know, points team, and Ohio State has a bunch of studs. So I could definitely see that happening. Uh, is there any other like ranked rank matchups? You got Iowa and uh, Iowa State. Yeah, I think really Iowa is the dog right now. Some, when you go to the schedule online, there's like a million games. It's incredible to sort through. Oh, yeah, Iowa, Iowa yeah. State. That's what, 430. So where is that? Let me go to the back to Fandle here. They are, yeah, Iowa State's four and a half at home. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, Iowa's obviously, you know, Big Ten. So they're going to be physical. They're going to try and muck and grind it. Um, that'll be on ABC too. There's so many games on. It's awesome. It's it's so good yeah. to just have Saturday and Sunday like back where you just sit and do nothing but watch these games. <laughs> it's um, great. What's the late night game? Oh, well, you know Washington why? and Hawaii, Min- Michigan. <laughs> oh, the Hawaii. Oh yeah, but they looked awful against UCLA. So I know it them. might be a down year. So Michigan's at home. Oh. There's six and a half points. They looked pretty good last week, but again, week one, more of a softer game. So, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll ride with Michigan. I don't trust Michigan after, like, Halloween, but we can we can take them up till now. Um, so well, because yeah, Washington just came off a of Montana loss. <laughs> yeah. So not scoring anything. They're either going to rebound and come out, you know, like playing hard, or it could just be a spiral for them. It's, 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 it always goes one of two ways with those teams, but – yeah, other than that, those are the only ones. I'll leave a lot of the college stuff to, to you since I know you are you're heavily invested in that. But those those would be my picks. Yeah. I like Pittsburgh and I like NC State as well. So like every single pick I've said, why uh Michigan minus six and a half, uh NC State uh minus two and a half, Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Um what are the ones? Ohio State, Oregon over six three and a half. That's my card right now. Mm-hmm. I know I said on the upset thing. Like, because there wasn't really any upsets that I really liked. I I like the Appalachian State possibly upsetting Miami. That line is at eight plus eight for Appalachian State. So if you mm-hmm. want to dabble money line, go for that. Um, Iowa plus four and a half. I think that'll be a closer game than people think. And then there was one I gave out: the Zips versus Temple, Akron versus Temple. That's going to be one of the worst games of the entire year. Um, <laughs> I yeah, just Temple, took Temple got smoked last week. <laughs> Temple's not good, man. Nope, um, not at all. And then the other one is South Carolina getting two and a half against East Carolina. They can't. They can't get dogged by another Carolina in their state, man. Yeah, <laughs> if you're that's, South that's, Carolina, that's a pride game. You can't let that happen. No. So that's it for college football. But it's light week this week after a heavy week one. But yeah, week, week one always has like. I mean, they either have like the cupcake games or they have a bunch of big hitters yeah. like last week with. Georgia Clemson and and some of those other teams. So it's week one's always really fun in college. So I, I pretty much sat 
on the couch from like noon until <laughs> like 10, 10 or 11 o'clock, whenever like the UCLA game. Oh, we have a light week two is so that way we can have a heavy week one in NFL. So that way we're all good to go. Right. Know? They can't, they can't bombard us with, with overloading both games. Both exactly. Days. Like if you have a losing week in college football, it's not going to be good for the NFL. Also, right? I will say the, the one last thing with the, with the NFL, I do as much as I, I want the Browns to win. I don't think they're going to win. Uh, however, from that, you know, their, their blueprint is similar to Washington against the Chargers, like you mentioned. You have some rookies starting on that line for Kansas City, and you have Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney now on the other side of him, rushing rushing Mahomes. So if they employ a similar strategy that Tampa did last year, which was just put pressure on Mahomes and make him, you know, get him out of the pocket, get him throwing on the run and stuff. Yeah. If if they can execute that, and and if Baker can limit the turnovers, they have that. That's like that's their five percent chance. I won't give them more than five percent, but. That's you know if we come back next week and the Browns have won, that'll be the reason why. But I'm hoping, Ugh. but I'm also not confident. I, I could also see them the getting Chiefs. the doors blown in. I hope the Browns oh. win by fifty. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week's uh, Bench Bros Pick Show. Thank you guys for joining us. If you want to follow um, our account, go to Bench Bros Sports at Bench Bros Sports for Twitter and Facebook. You'll be able to find those. You'll be able to see our weekly episodes. This will be up th every Thursday or Friday. We're going to fluctuate um, depending on how the schedule goes. Maybe if it's like a doozy of a Thursday night. I think next Thursday is Washington. Uh, woo! A little voice crack there. Uh, <laughs> Washington versus uh, the Giants. So maybe we won't recap that game or something like that. Maybe. We'll 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 keep you up to date. So um, go to those and then go to our Instagram at Original Bench Bros. We post audiograms, like little sound bites from the podcast, uh, quotes. Um, you're going to see the Josh Allen MVP odds. You're going to see some of our picks on Sunday. So if you want to get those picks in, you can get that. And if you want to follow our podcast, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services like SoundCloud. You can go ahead and follow those over there. Subscribe. Give us five stars. Tell your grandmother about your winning picks. Tell everyone about <laughs> how we're dishing out winners over here. So that'll do it for this show. Also, we got a website. If you want to check out other shows as well, VentureBrosports.com. Keep you up to date on all of our uh, latest news and uh, episode drops there as well. So last thoughts, Jordan. Um, well, one, thank you for having me. I Hopefully I can come on and do this more. I, I really like talking about this stuff. I, this is the first year that I'm really doing a ton of research with everything. So um, I feel like I'm a little more involved with it, so happy to be on whenever you'll you'll have me. Um, and just really excited. It's it's good to have football back. It's good to have minimal COVID implications so far. Knock on wood. We keep that the whole year. Um, That's and yeah, Sunday I, I probably I've been trying to eat healthy, but I think Sunday I'm just going to get pizza and wings, traditional, and just sit on the couch Got all to. day and watch it. You know, just just the first week. I'm just going to sit all day, get fat, and uh, and watch some. Get a couple of Coors Lights in you. Why not? Yeah, maybe, Enjoy yeah I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about Coors Light though. Maybe maybe Miller Light. <laughs> okay, he's so your Pilsner guy. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yep, that's it. Other than that, just excited for the season and excited to see how how our picks and how everything turns out. Same thing, and I hope Denver wins by forty to cover that three easy, easy. <laughs> I wish I got that. it at one. Yeah, I, I'm surprised it was that low. That was uh, definitely. Um, I think, we'll, you know, I mean, it seems easier. We'll see in hindsight, you know, in a, you know, 72 hours if it's actually that way. But I, I think, I think you're going to be okay. I think Denver is going to be fun this year. Oh yeah. Let's hope so. All right. That was Jordan. I'm Wes. We'll see you next week on the bench bros pick show.
That's the show. Go have a winning week. We're out of here.